0: Shleima should be for Shleima for Moshe ben Chefza for Adasa for Michaloviva Aviv for I can't see anybody is it is that okay I don't know all right I just see I just see the the angle's bad all right all right Adasa Basronia for um, um, whoever. Um, Yosef Ben Mina. Okay, and uh, okay. And with that, let's do the review of yesterday's death and then we'll get to today's. Um so uh oh Amy Bastfora, there you are, Yehuda. Okay, good. Let me just set it up. Okay, good, good. Okay, right, okay. This is Geschmack, we are working all Okay, so we're starting <clears throat> We're starting at the bottom of the page on the Samakal from a our review. And um we learned over here that uh it that uh that the end of the season of the kayats is when they fold up their uh tools. So um so it so it would how I mean, does everyone have to fold it up? What if there's an outlier? The answer is Raiva and are are uh, are folded up, so that's when the season's over. So um, there's a, an interesting halacha that uh, once that point in time hits, that breiv and mekzayis are closed. So then there comes out an interesting halacha, which is that there's no longer any gezel. If you a, if you find a, a fig on the tree, you can help yourself, and it's not chayv and meiser. It's available. Now, that being said, it could be dangerous, and <laughs> as we'll soon see. So Re- Rabbi and Rabbi Brab Yehuda were uh, came to a town and it was already hook below they so they so it was already so rabbi would eat okay rabbi Yudha helped himself to some figs and rabbi Yudha rabbi Yuta would not eat sure enough the master the owner came and he said why aren't you eating why aren't the rabbis eating uh you know it's hook below and even though the master himself said that still he wouldn't eat, Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yudha. Why? Because he felt that he couldn't tell from the tone if he was being sarcastic. Maybe he was trying to say, yeah, the rabbis took it away from us, so you should eat. <laughs> you know, Not uh, not that he's really willing. Not that he's very happy about it. So that's the story. Anyway, sure enough, we got um, um, another another story that was Rabbi Chama, Rabbi came to a town and it was also Hukbalu Rebbe Maktayis, and he was eating, and he gave to his uh, helper, and the helper wouldn't eat. In other words, and he says, No, you should. It's halacha. The halacha is very clear. Yushmal, B'Rab Yaisi, said in the name of his father, Hukbalu Rebbe it's mutaris Misham Gazal, and it's also Potter and Meiser. Well, sure enough, Rabbi Tarfan met up with a, per, um, was, uh, a, fa- a person caught him after it was the time of Hukbalah Mekzais, and he saw, saw him eating from his figs, and he, or whatever it was, the grapes, I'm not sure what it was, but anyway, he grabbed him, packed him up in a sack, and he carried him to throw him into the river. And uh, Rabbi Tavram was about to be drowned. You know, it's not that easy to get out of a sack in a river, okay? <laughs> He's stuck. Okay. Anyway, so um um he said so Rabbi Tarfan said the line he said, Woe to Tarfan that this person is about to kill him. When the person heard that it was Rabbi, none other than Rabbi Tarfan that he was that he was throwing that he was throwing into the river, he dropped him, left him, and he ran away. Anyway, so Rabbi Vo, in the name of Rabbi Khan Gamliel, said that, that that the rest of the story is is that Rabbi Tarfan felt bad, that he used his 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 position to save his life. And he said that's being Mishhtamish with the crown of Torah and it's the wrong thing to do, and he felt guilty about it. So um and that's Rabbi Brahana said in when you use the crown of Torah your neck or in Oilam, and we learn it from the story with Balshatzar. Belshazzar was Mishtamish with the clay Kodesh for his own use, right? He was drinking from the, using the vessels, enjoying the vessels of the Beis Migdash. Now, at that point in time, once they took them, they're already not sanctified anymore, they're Kleichol, and still he was he, he was destroyed. And still he was killed that night as the Pasuk Celsus. And so you can imagine if you're Mestamish with the Kesar of Teirah, which is not losing its status, which maintains its status, and you're using it for your own benefit, all the more so. So Rabbi um you know why was he in trouble i mean he was already at the time when he was allowed to eat why did the guy give him such a hard time the, halacha is the, halacha. the answer is is that there was, there was a guy that, that he was suffering from a kind of the whole time and uh that was stealing his grapes and he thought that now he caught him, now that he finally caught him because he saw saw he was thought he was the guy um so why why would he um uh why would Rabbi Tarfan feel bad? He's basically telling him, I'm Tarfan, I'm not the guy, obviously. Okay. So he says, yeah, but he was, uh, Rabbi Tarfan shouldn't have said that. He should have, since Rabbi Tarfan is a wealthy man, he should have used his wealth to save his life instead of using his uh, stature as a Talmud Chachem. Okay, anyway. Um, Pasuk says, we bring down the price, it brings down the Posok, No, he could have. He could have saved his life without using the honor of Torah. That's what the problem was. That's what the gemar's kasha was. It's nefesh. He's saving his life. What's the big? Why does he feel guilty? Teretz is because he could have saved his life a different way. He could have used his money to save his life. That's not. That's not true. That's not true. It does matter. It's worth a try. <laughs> it's worth a try. The guy says, "Look, I understand you. You know." Yeah, he said, "I'll pay you for all the grapes that you lost. Don't worry about it. With enough money, usually it's no kesef You know, you know that will settle things." Anyway, it wouldn't be a taina if he wasn't rich. It's interesting. If Rabbi Tafur was a poor man, so he wouldn't have necessarily been able to. But with enough money, the guy would have, because re- re- it was only for money why he was throwing him in the river anyway. Anyway, um, that's the issue. Now, the Pasuk says, That means that a person, when he learns Torah, it shouldn't be that he wants to be considered, looked up in the community. I'm doing it so I should be in a high stature, should be considered a Chacham. I should know these things. They should call me Rabbi. I should uh, become you know sit in the in the of place. That's not the reason. The reason why you should study Torah and everything should be out of love of Hashem. And uh don't worry, the honor will find you. That's not your uh that's not your geshef. that's not what you should be busy with. And that's the puzzle says you write it on the tablet of your heart, you you apply yourself to the Torah, Torah, Torah study, and it's the ways of the Torah is peaceful. And then afterwards it says That's at the end. People will give you respect for that for But for that, but that's not should be your shouldn't be your motivation in Torah study. Riblazib Tadak says that the person should do it the shame for the creator. Um, and it should be lishma, and don't make it into a crown to make yourself important, and don't make it a, a a a spade to use it as a power as a power tool, okay? And that's uh and that's where we apply the kavuchamer bal shatzar, um that even though they were clay sharis that became clay chol, he still ended up getting killed for it. So uh, for sure to use the crown of Torah for your own needs, for your own wants, for your own position and power, that's for sure not appropriate. Now, that being said, um, there are some exceptions, and that's what Rav is introducing here. So first off, he says a person can let people know that who he is. In a place where they don't know him, so uh, as the pasuk, uh, and we have proof to that from the pasuk about Avadia and uh, Eliyahu Navi, that he said, "Your servant is a, a fears Hashem minurah." That he was uh, that I'm not, I'm not a Russia. So don't send me on a death wish to speak to Achav. Tell him you're coming, and you may not show up, and you'll disappear, and I, and then i will have my head. But. Um, um so why then again and the only reason why i was inappropriate because he was so rich he had had another way he had other ways of of saving himself rava raises a contradiction it says in the one place and then it says don't say that about yourself below so why is he praising himself that he's a uh the answer is if you're in a place where people know you then don't toot your own horn but if you're in a place where nobody knows you, so that's where you can sort of explain who you are. Rabbi says another exception to this idea is that a tzur Banan can say that I am a tzur merbanon and therefore give me answer my case first, um, uh, and uh, instead of later. And that's the idea that we do give priority to a tamchacham in in judging him, uh, as the pasuk says that David were Kahanim. Now obviously they were not Kahanim because they're from David, right? But uh, they were Tamit chachamim, and they have the same quality as a Kohen. Just like there's a idea of giving the Kohen first position, so too for the Tamuchakam, you give first position. And that's the story. Where do you know that from? The school of Rabbi says but the Basak says by Kahanim, Vikidashto, it's the Khaldabish that they start, they get the first Aliyah, they um they they get the lead benching and they get the first portion when they're giving out the food, etc. Okay, Rav says that another thing that a tzerorim to allowed to do is he let us say that I don't pay the head tax, um, as the pasuk says, minada um, balu. It's a pasuk, and uh, that there's that they get uh, they're they're freed from these specific taxes. Rebbe explains what these taxes are. One is the portion that goes to the king. That's the other one is the head tax. The other one is the income tax. Um, all different types of taxes. Um, now, Rav says also that a Tzor Mar-Ban can say, even though, you know, he's a tzor, he's a rabbinical student, he, he's allowed to say that I worship the fire. Uh, okay? Even though, and therefore I don't pay taxes. Even though, uh, you know, he doesn't really worship the fire, but he worships Hashem, who's sometimes referred to as an Eshochla that's what the idea is um but anyway uh that's the and the the idea is cuz it's understood that he's just trying to avoid the taxes to chase away the lion um ravashi says that uh ravashi had a field and he sold it to these people who worshiped the fire and ravina says isn't that lifni everless He actually explains most wood even in this place most of the wood is going to heat the place um, I guess it gets cold, so cold, and they are using most of its eating. A little bit they might use for their fire, but that's not that's not my problem. Brings us to the next Mishnah. So when we mentioned that it's until the harvest, so it's until the people are start harvest, start uh, you know, uh, uh, start the harvest. It's a harvest of wheat. Not barley, so it's the it's later than that, and it all goes by the place. So if you're in the mountain, when the mountain takes later to 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 ripen, so that's the one rule. If it's in the valley, so it takes quicker, so then it starts earlier. If you say until the rains gishamim, so that means till there is or until there will be rains, it means the second rain. And I'm sure Gomiel says until the time of the second rain. Doesn't mean the actual rain, it's the expected time. Doesn't require the rain itself. Um, that's from Shim Gamliel's opinion. Um, and if he says until Shamim till the end of the rain, so that means when Nissan all Nissan's out according to but according to Rame, it's after Pesach, then that's already the end of the rainy season. Okay. And then we saw in the Gemara, the B'risa says that somebody makes a vow until the Kayitz in the north, and then he goes down to the further south. The the north is very high up, and then he goes to the lower areas. So even though it's already been uh, uh, Kayitz there, he still has to wait for where he made the vow, because it goes by where you made the vow, and that is... The review of yesterday's daf. Today's daf we're starting at the uh fourth to last line of Samakbez Ahmed Baze. Ad adak means uh, I'm sorry, uh yeah you agim always means it's the second reign. And Rashim Gamil says it's the time of the second reign, it's not the actual second reign. So we'll see about this right now. So Amrab Zerah Machlokas, the Amar shamin The whole Machlokas in our mission is because he said Ad Hag Till the rains. That's where there's two sides. ad But if he says in singular, until the Geshem, that clearly means Ad Zman Gshamim He doesn't mean the actual rain, it means the time when rain is expected. Okay? The idea being, just so you understand, the idea being, the Ran explains, is that just since just like we saw earlier that a person it you know, doesn't want to put himself in a position where he doesn't know what he's taking on. So the same thing, since rain is a fickle thing, it may come on its time, may not come in its time. The, the normal assumption is that we mean what we know. Well, you know what he knows what he's just getting into. So when he says adgeshem, we take it to mean if you say it in a in a in a in a in a term like that in singular form. Then all well, you don't mean the actual rain, even according to everybody, even the Tanakama would say it's the it's when the the rain is expected. It's only when you say shamim that's where the Tanakhama says maybe it doesn't mean that, maybe it means actual rain. Okay, um, so that's the idea. Next we this. We have a kasha. Ezo hezmana What is the time of revia? This rain called revia. Okay. So it's uh, a The earliest time is Begimel, is on the third day of third day of Okay, beininis the mid mid time, meaning if it's like a normal top, typical year, not early but typical, then it would be on the seventh of Marcheshvan. Afeila late is b'asr is the twenty third. Different of Rabbi Udoma, Rabbi Udoma says no Beshiva, The early one is the seventh day the middle one is Shiva Asar is the 17th and Vatsrimshaya the 23rd you want to mute it uh, uh, sender maybe mute it it's i hear it like background noise okay might be better okay and avatsrimshaya is uh, is the third time rabbi yosei aimer B'Shiva asar so rabbi so that's that's rabbi he pushes it a little later than rabbi mayer 7 17 and 23 Okay, and Rabbi Yaisi HaEmer, no, B'Shiv Asar is the earliest time, so it's even later than that. B'Shiv HaAsar is the middle, and B'Chaydesh Kislev, R'Chaydesh Kislev, that's the, la- the latest uh, time of Rabia. Okay, and Rabbi Yaisi HaEmer, that's what Rabbi would say, E'Ne when do individuals, meaning the rabbinical students, when the rabbinical people start fasting, actually, Yagia Kislev, only first by R'Chaydesh Kislev, which is the, uh, the, the latest time that's still normal. And we say about that, I understand what the first rain is relevant for. That's when we start asking for rain. So the first one is when we're going to start asking. I understand what the middle one's for. I mean, the third one's for. That's so If rain still didn't come by that third time. So then that is uh, time to start fasting, at least for the individuals. And you know we, and then, if it gets still later than that, then everybody starts fasting, like we learn instinus, but what's the second one relevant for? Who cares when the expected time of the of the of the middle reign is? Why is that ever in it's it's relevant for a person who makes a vow um um uh, uh, which is he says shamim. so it means the the like we said the raviishnea, so that's the that's where that time is relevant for. And on that, we said the price that who's this price of Rabbi Shimkabil calling like that? The rain that comes down seven days in a row, it rains seven days straight, one after another. It counts for your first and second. So, which opinion is it calling like? Command It only fits with Rabbi Yossi because he's First and second is a seven day span, okay? From 17 to 23, that's seven days later, okay? Um, So, therefore, it can be, it could cover, that's the only one that has the seven days part. Now, um, isn't that automatically, uh, I thought we said that if you say Adageshem, then it means the time of rain. And then everybody agrees that it means the time of rain and not necessarily the actual rain. And here we're talking about actual rain. So it's a contradiction to what we just said. The Gemara says, That's because he said Since you say that's where it's in the, our Mishnah. According to one opinion, means actual rain, and that's the one that was going like. Uh, Rabbi, uh, that's what the Mishnah over there. That's what the Gemara over there was assuming was the uh, that opinion. Okay, um, but, uh, but 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 uh, but if you would say just then everybody would say it just means until. The time when rain is expected, okay, brings us to the new Mishnah. Somebody makes a vow that I will not taste any wine Lishana, for a year, okay, and it's Al brashana, and there's an extra month that year. Less wine, okay. Aser ba ubibur that encompasses the extra month. Ad rosh adar. What if he says, I I will not have wine until the beginning of Adar? What does that mean? Adrash Adar Rishon? It means until the beginning of Adarishon. Adsof Adar until end of Adar. Adsof Adar. And here there's two versions, Adar Rishon or Adsof Adar Asheni. It's Machlokas. Which Adar is in is the what's the gears over here? The Ran brings down both souls. So the way we have it is that uh, it's Adar Rishon is really the Adar, Adar is called Adar That's basically you know, the first version of the Ran. Second version is that you know since the second one's also Adar, so it means till the end of the second Adar. Okay. So first things first, Alma. What we see in our Mishnah is Tama the Adar, the standard Adar, the Kamar Rishonu. Adar plain is Adar Rishon. So is So that means our mission is called at like, uh, the Tanya. Price it brings down. Okay, adar rishon kosev. The first adar you write adar rishon. Call it adar rishon. Adar sheni kosev adar And the second adar. That's the adar. That's one we call adar. Okay, plain. Devre or So in other words, the adar rishon is the first adar, but adar is is. This is the real other okay? In a way, that's Ramayor's opinion. Rebut, Omer, no. Adar, you just write Adar, plain. Adar, Sheni, that's where you have to write other Sheni. Okay? Um, by. so so obviously we're, we're only going like Rebut, because Rebut is... Saying, review the whole that this first the first Adar is the first Ad is the is the actual Adar. That's why it starts at Adar Rishon, and it ends at Adar Rishon. At least according to that Kersa. So I'm Rabbi. Now I feel to Rameir could fit with Rameir. Why? Had the other the If he knew that there's an extra month that year. So then the main Adar is Adar Shani. But if he had no idea when he's made his vow that there is an Adar, Shaini, Adar uh, that there's an Adar Shaini that year, and he's saying other he means the only, then even there over there, Rabbi Meir would agree that that's probably what he meant with the first other because he didn't know that there would be a second Adar. So that's what he was probably referring to. So even Rabbi Meir would admit to Rabbi Ud over there that when you don't know about an Adar Shaini coming along, which again, you have to realize sometimes, they didn't even decide yet because it wasn't like we have a set calendar in those days. So, um, therefore, it's certainly that even then he meant adar plain. He means adar rishon. Even Remeir, even Ramey would agree to that. But Tanya and we support it with the brisa because the puzzle says adur shchodesh adar means adur shchodesh adar rishon. But if it's an yar then it's adur shchodesh adar sheni. Now, what does that mean? The ratio wasn't talking about skin? Uh, why would it make sense if there's only one adar? Oh, by the way, it means adarishan. You can't call it adarishan if there's two adars. So what's the contrast over here? If it's if it's a, if it was a Shana milberis, obviously they're both Shana milberis. So Shema Minot, the only way to make sense out of it, is Hadar the the One is the case where the second Adar is the primary Adar, according to Rameir, is where he knew about it, but where he didn't know about it, so then Adar is the Stum the Adar, because he didn't even know that there's going to be two that year. And that's the story with that. Okay. Brings us to the new Mishnah, the Omer, Yudah says, yain Toim, I'm making a vow that I will not have any wine, Pesach, until Pesach. So ze adl pesach. When you're using Pesach as your time when you're gonna first have wine, then we understand you don't mean, even though you use the word until Pesach, till it's already Pesach, maybe it means at the end of Pesach. But that's not what that's not what we take. We know that. Pesach is a time when people have wine because you have the four dollar crisis. And mistama, there's an umdana, there's an assumed fact that that's that he doesn't mean uh, anything but that time. Okay? Means le, up until Lil Pesach when he's gonna have uh, gonna have the four cups of wine. Because that's the norm when people drink wine. So I say I'm 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 not gonna have wine until then. Okay, he's controlling himself. I'm not going to have any meat until the fast. He doesn't mean till the fast, meaning till Yom Kippur itself. And he means the day before the fast because that's the normal time when you have a big festive meal. So he meant until then. As we know, that's the time that, you know, it's a big Indian to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. That's, the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda takes it even a step farther. He says, I'm not going to have any garlic. Now, what does he mean? What he means is the eve of Shabbos, because that was in his comments. That's what people eat garlic. As we know, garlic is considered, um, helps, helps, um, I don't know. Helps helps the person to have relations better. I guess that's the best way to say it. And um, and that's why it was customary for the Tamil Chachamim to have garlic on Friday nights when they would be with their wives at night. And that's the and the, and therefore that's what he's attaching himself to. He doesn't mean not to have garlic altogether. Okay, I'm glad I'm not hearing the comments. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> okay. Ha'aymer, let's continue. Ha'aymer lechaverikainim shani Nana lach. Uh, if a person makes a vow that I will not shani Nana lach im ein at ba v'inoita noita kur kor echad o oshtei chaver shaliyan. We actually quoted this piece of the Mishnah earlier. The man really is a very close friend, and the other and his good friend is making a wedding, and he wants to. Make a donation to the wedding help out the cause, and he says, "I want you to take a core of wheat for me and two barrels of wine for the wedding, and I'm gonna, and you will not benefit from me unless you take that." He wants to force him to accept that gift. So um, so this man can undo that vow. How? can tell him,Klum Amrit. Uh, you did it for my honor well guess what it's my honor to to be able to be independent over here, I don't want to have to come on to gifts, so Baruch Hashem, I'm in a position I can do it thank you, but no thank you and please don't be insulted and uh, the, and therefore you can nullify the vow, because he only meant it Taka for his honor Similarly, here's the other way around. He used to always do favors, and he says, "You can't benefit from me at all unless you're generous and give to my son all this amount for my son's wedding." Okay, um, uh, and the So, so what's the din over there, bremer? Omer asar there. It's the other way around. He really needs it, and therefore it's also until he gives it. even here, Avza he could also matter the remove the vow. without a chacham's help, without going to the rabbi. He can say it. Look, I didn't realize that your situation was tight. He, you know, like he he put it onto somebody else. But after thinking about it, it's as if I got it. Since I'm, the whole condition was that something that I need to receive something, well, that, any man can make it on himself as if I received it. And that's the Chacham's opinion. Next case, similar. They're pushing him to marry his niece, his, the daughter of his sister. For whatever reason, let's not get into it, but he didn't want to marry her. And he made a vow. He la'olam. She can never benefit from me. That was just his way of getting her to, you know, to not, uh, you know, to, to, to you know, leave him alone. Okay. So also somebody who divorces a wife. So does it mean that they can't ever benefit from him? No, Of course, they could benefit from him, because that's not what he really cares about. What he meant is, I'm, you know. I'm, you know, that I'm divorcing my wife. and meant is I'm not going to marry my niece. And that's all he meant. And, uh, you know, if she, you know, if he wants to give her give her a gift, if he wants to, whatever, anything, wants to give her a ride, whatever, all that type of things, it's not what the problem is. And he, even though he said it in such emphatic terms to, include, to say any benefit, he only meant the one thing that contextually proves what he was referring to, which is marriage. Next case, Hayim Sarev. So you're you pushing and chepering your friend to eat by him. I'm not walking into your house, no matter what. Not going to have a drop of a cold of anything. So you can walk into his house, and you can also go and have a drink, of a cup of water. That's not what you meant, even though that's what you said, it's not what you meant. What he meant to say is, I'm not eating a meal. I'm not interested in a big seuta. That's all he was saying. He said it in an exaggerated term. We understand that that exaggerated term was really only referring to one thing and one thing only, which is regular eating and drinking, because that's what he was pushing him to do. And, the, and therefore, that's all that he is prohibited from. And that's the story, that's the end of the parak. Ha'adjuna na